0: that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DW Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. We have begun a new calendar and another 25,000 year cycle as we journey into a new realm of reality through the windows in your mind. We now begin with the knowledge of humanity and its divine origins from intergalactic conversations from the past and present. Let us look through a window into the ever-evolving consciousness and explore new possibilities with our place in the cosmos and the quantum world. Grandmother Parisha of Cherokee Heritage reveals the wisdom of the ancient past that will lead us into a peaceful future. Experience the love and peace through the exceptional wisdom of Grandmother Parrish as she shares science and ancient knowledge, merged together to benefit all of humanity.
1: Greetings, beloveds, and this is Windows in Your Mind, and this is Parrish your host. Again, we've come to this hour of discussion and kind of just reviewing and running through things that's been collected over the past week and from all of the hundreds of you that have actually communicated and given your thoughts and reflections and, and some of you are asking are we going to finally get to where you can call in we will come to that but please be patient because my life is one to where I travel a lot and it's not easy for our studio to actually keep up with that and Jules our producer actually insists on quality sound and recording and that's not always easy to do when you're on the road But it is for your best interest in making sure that it's an enjoyable listening that you get to do. So I'm grateful that she has the talents and skills to make that happen. We have not just come to the place to where I can actually jump on any particular wavelength and radio wave here and get the program into you. So as I travel, I have to keep waiting to come to a sound base of uh, a Technical availability, I guess, would be the greatest way to say it. So we're getting there, but we're not quite there yet. So we're not having the ability for you to call in, but you still can communicate through the fan page as well as to communicate through my Facebook. And that's VN Parisha. Okay, and we can get, we can get that information to you so that you can come on and get on the Facebook and bring your questions or whatever. Okay, so we're moving that way. We'll get there. This is such an exciting time because we're now in the place to where we've gotten past a lot of the holidays and Christmas and we're looking right into the face of the new year. And I'm hoping that most of you have actually done your yearly review so that you look back over areas within this past cycle and find out where you were with those things. And understand this, beloveds, as as time moves us in a cycle, we will come back to whatever day of the year that was, and whatever that event was, and you'll have a second go at it, or maybe a third go at it, or however many goes you have to go at it to do a retake and get it exactly where you want. So you don't ever give up, okay? I I don't allow anybody I work with to use the words I can't, okay? I have no reality for that. So basically, you have to look at the review of your cyclic year and see where some of the sore spots are, And see somewhere, you know, the places where you have these wonderful things. Because normally, the troublesome stuff takes most of our attention and energy. And the good times, we just sort of let roll right on, okay? And there are the majority of them. If you're following the news, it sounds like our world is in total chaos and collapse. And it is not. It's always the 5% that actually echoes all of the skies falling kind of things. And then the 95 percent of the world that is going well and things that are happening, you know, they don't get the attention, and therefore you don't know that 95 percent of the stuff that's going on is really tremendously helpful, nurturing, and wonderful. So, you know, that's that's mine and your job. We kind of stay on the, the the light worker side here, to where we can make that difference, and it's you making sure that you share. And communicate the good news and the good things that are happening. The things that you're learning that are making things turn out to fulfill the visions that you have. And all the wonderful things that go on. And there's a huge network of workers and people in service with all that. There's no one that has the burden of that or actually the acclaim to that. We're all doing some little part of that and adding it to the greater whole. And that includes you. Every human being is born as a teacher. You have something to give. Your fingerprint says it's unique to everyone else's. So whatever you're doing and however you're beginning to communicate and let what you have go, you're actually putting that into the vastness of consciousness that is going to succeed and become everything we want. That's peace and harmony, love, nurturing and, you know, humanity coming to a high of of its very calling, okay? So we're in the process of that. One of the things that I actually teach and do every year, in fact, I do mine kind of different, but I'm going to tell you, you know, what I share with most of the people I teach, what I'm teaching over a year. And this year, we just did a count over the last month to see the outreach, and I have touched 52 million people's lives. And for me, you know, that... Whatever, however, they that might sound extraordinary to you. That's not extraordinary. That's not enough for me. There's so many more. And there's so many that are still waiting to have that personalization or that need. You you know, you every day, I, I want to see that count go up every day. And I put myself to the task of doing that. To touch another person in a caring way. To touch another person if... For no other reason than to say, I know that you're there, I see you, and I care. And the more you can do that, you know, you do that by smiling at people. You do that by moving through an airport in a communication mode, not in just following your nose through something, but smiling at people, making comment to people, you know, just just moving and making sure that you're including them into the present moment and that you're present with them, wherever that may be. Whether it be like this on the radio for me, or if it's in an airport, or if it's in a a hotel, a gathering, or whatever. Everyone that's present is present with me right then and there. And I take advantage of that to touch them and to have the joyful reunion of knowing that in this moment we are in that oneness. And, And I thrive on that. I really do. I thrive on that. So, you know, just to get you in the place of where you're actually celebrating, one of the things that I constantly remind people is every day is an occasion. You don't have to look at the calendar and look for these special occasions of seasonal whatevers. Every day of your life is an occasion. There's something going on every moment of your life. So you take them in in parcels of days and you celebrate those occasions to the very highest of your ability and, and inclusive to as many people as you can include in it as possible. And, and then your life is so full, you don't have time for all those little tremors of victimization or unhappiness or depression. You know, my grandmother taught me years ago, it's kind of native psychotherapy, I guess. You don't, if you're depressed, you don't have enough to do. If you're depressed, or sitting around thinking about things that are taking you nowhere so you get busy. And I kind of pass that on to people. And it's a way that I've helped many people deal with periods of their life to where they're depressed and the, the lack of happiness is, is very weak. And it's just a matter of getting them back into nature. It's a matter of getting them back into touch with the mother herself, the planet and to then understand the the universalness of what we are as a as an origin and the divinity of that. It, you, you can do that in stages, and it does work. And many times it's just that that person's disconnected from some, you know, some force or another that they have brought up, and it's easy enough to correct. So I, I tell people, you know, what if you tried this? Okay, first and uppermost, i taught many times on this particular program how to begin the day you know when you wake up in the morning don't just jump out of the bed you know put your feet over to the side of the bed touch the floor but keep your eyes closed and stay in that awakening stage you know the just before you know the brilliance of the world hits you and in that moment you're simply sitting there savoring the night the warmth of the covers and, and the the finery of the bed okay And then you're actually looking at that, and and this is the most important time to seed the very events and the very occasion of this day. And with me, you know, I I do a practice that says, today I will seek and see 1,000 beautiful things. So, you know, when you take your day and your, 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 your whole focus for the day is to see as many beautiful things as you can, you, you you move right past any of the other stuff. You move right past that. And you find something that grabs you as beautiful. You, you, something catches your attention that's just beautiful. You look for the beautiful things. When, you, when you're looking for a thousand of them, you need your whole day to do that. And then I say 100. I will touch 100 sacred objects. That means I will touch at least 100 people, 100 life forms be it four-legged, sometimes it's winged and feathered ones, sometimes it's creepy, crawly ones, sometimes it's two-legged ones, sometimes it's the plant people and the, the tall ones, the trees. But a hundred sacred things is life. And and making sure that I don't harm or disturb any of that. I don't kill flies and I don't kill mosquitoes. I don't kill Everything has been given life of purpose. And I need to share whatever space my space is in to allow everything else to have its space. So in the morning first thing, I set my mind for that. And I don't open my eyes until I've said all of the mind talk that I do. And then when I open my eyes, I open my eyes by saying, I open my eyes and look into the beauty of your gift to me. And I'm talking to the planet at the I'm talking to the very essence of what gives life. And with those things, then I open my eyes and then I move into the other things I've shared with you, how I take my bath and it becomes the baptism and the anointing and so forth and so forth and up. But one of the other things that I make sure that I seed into my thought processes that day is to allow myself to actually begin to gather. You know, it, what I learned as, as a child with, uh, my Cherokee relatives, is to actually collect the good things of the day. So, you know, the importance of just for no other reason, like you come up on, you're sitting there, you're doing something, and all of a sudden you look down and there's this beautiful little white feather or a feather. You know, that's the creator talking to us. That's the unknown communicating, making itself present. You know, And it could be other things, you know, have you ever asked yourself as you're walking down a beach that has trillions, trillions of little things that's washed up from the ocean? Little shells, you know, little this, little that, the grains of sand and so forth. Why out of all of that does one thing stand out to you? Why out of all the shells that exist on that beach did this one catch your attention? You know, my beliefs are it spoke to you. You felt its frequency. Some Something of its vibration drew it to the surface above everything else. That becomes part of the occasion. And then you would acknowledge that, you know, maybe you're thinking, maybe you're walking along the beach just appreciating, or maybe you're thinking through something, you know. I walk and I, I make sure that I get outdoors and in, in nature, If I'm in the city where there's a lot of cement and walls and everything, I go where I can find some flowers or a plant or something. I want something living and alive and a part of nature and all the principles and the frequencies in that that actually charge my life force. And so I I look at that and I stay with that. If I'm in my office or someplace, I make sure I have some living plants around me. I want that communication always. And so... When I'm looking and walking along the beach, sometimes there's just these terrific stories that happen. And and when I share them I realize that people relate to them because we're all connected to that need of how the unknown makes itself known to us, how how Creator shows up in all these marvelous ways on my Facebook people will send me all this wonderful stuff like how the clouds look like angels and and all this stuff. I accept that. I, I am, you know, I drink that in. I live that. And I don't care who, you know, who thinks that that's not strange. I just love that. And I'm going to be that. That's me. Take it or leave it. Walk away from it. However you have to. I love it. And I am a part of it. And I accept it as the great one speaking. And so every January I start in 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 my case, okay, because I do so much travel in that every every you know new moon I get a new i have i'll take all of my stuff just before the new moon I take out the container and i I usually have myself a little basket. some people I know that are doing this use a jar some people have nice little colorful boxes you know everybody needs to pick out their own container, whatever speaks to you. Okay, another beautiful friend of mine has a little uh, fabric, purse-like thing that she puts hers in. Okay, whatever, you know, pick the container that romanticizes it for you. Okay, but then what you do is every time something noted and good happens, make a little note, you know, like if you have your cell phone and you won't remember it so that you can't write it out in the evening, Hurry up and make a little note of it or something. If I was in the forest as I was as a child, I would reach down and pick that that just spoke to me. And if I knew that I was looking for counseling of how to make a decision, and I would take that little stone or that feather or that leaf or whatever showed up, you know, I, it, it, I would take that and that would become a messenger for me. And then I would say, what does this say? And then I, I, when I followed it, I've been a hundred percent. You know, it may not be that way for you, and I'm not trying to convert anybody to such practices. It's just, that it's been a hundred percent for me. And so I, at the every day, I write these wonderful little things that have happened, and I put them in my container, in my little basket. Okay, and mine is so abundant. I do this on a monthly basis, from new moon to new moon. I do that. And then I've told others who who really you know want to do like a whole year, they will do it starting in January first, and they'll go all the way to next January first, and then they empty them out, and they sit there and read them for New Year's Eve. And actually, it's like a review of the year that's passed, and it reminds people of all this wonderful stuff that has come to pass, how time has moved, and what you've collected of it. It is so rewarding. It is so, so very rewarding. And so why don't you just start, you know, what you would consider your all-good-things container. Let it be a jar or whatever, and get your little pieces of paper. You know, I use little little uh, colorful pieces of those uh, pad things, those notes that you can make. And you just want to put them in there, and it's such a playful, wonderful thing. My partner and I will do it sometimes, other people that I'm working with will all share what, what our review of the year is on New Year's. And it's just a wonderful way to add that to your New Year's practices. So, you know, I'm excited to hear a lot of the sharing that people will do on New Year's Eve with us with that. It's just like, okay, this is really cool, you know. And like I said, I do mine from new moon to new moon because I collect an extraordinary amount of wonderful and all good things as my occasional day comes through. And I do live each day as an occasion. There's always something wonderful and exciting that's going on. It's the adventure that I am given this day. So I, I do that. And I, I'd invite any one of you to please do that and practice that so that you can actually get yourself going and, and make some of this stuff happen for you. It You know, you're you're the creator. You have to have the creativity to understand what it is that charges you and brings you into play. One of the things that I had kind of gotten into some years back because it was influence from other relatives and stuff, me being the only one kind of raised in the Cherokee way, my siblings had caught up in, into modernization and a whole lot of other things that they do. So when I stepped into the world of sharing with them, I they were all very set on how you do Christmas and Hanukkah and all these things. And, you know, you had to have gifts that uh, people needed or things people wanted and everything else. And it takes the fun out of it for me. Uh, I'm probably more childlike than some people feel comfortable with, but all in all, that's who I am. Okay. So I like to play, give playful things. And so I had gotten caught up into that kind of situation to where you're making sure that, you kind of do an equal exchange of money. If this person's gonna spend this much on you, you wanna make sure you spend that much on them and that you want to make sure it's something that they really want and that they didn't go buy for themselves or whatever, whatever. Just the craziness of that. Okay? And or the other thing, if this is a time you're gonna buy them underwear and socks and stuff like that. It's like, no, they need to go buy themselves that. Okay. What I want to do is give them something from me. Something that's that makes the child in me happy to give to them. And if even if it doesn't make too much sense to them, and maybe it isn't something that they really were craving and wanting, it's my happiness on it that's going to be what they get. And my playfulness on it is what I want to share. And so this year I just insisted on that. First and foremost, I decided I'm not going to go out here and play the money game okay, this is my friend so-and-so, and and they're very wealthy, and I know the gift they're going to give me is very expensive, this and that, and in in all cases of fairness to them, that's the way they're generous, and I appreciate their generosity, And, and always the quality of what they give me is something fantastic, but I'm not a drinker, you know, an occasional glass of wine is really, really rare, okay, and so, you know, many of my friends will give us, like, extraordinary bottles of wine. Yeah, the playful person that I am, I would love to keep the bottle. And I'll stick a nice candle in it, you know, and keep melting the candle till you get all these real pretty colors and stuff. But the wine in it is not something that I'm going to enjoy. Alcohol and I just don't quite equate, okay? So it's just that kind of stuff or, or you know, people give you something. I find that I don't like clutter, And and I find that I have clutter because I'm trying to respect and hold on to things that people give. And it's like, so where do you fit this now? You know, where do you fit that? And, And to look at a shelf and see that there's this whole assortment of things there already. And it's like, you know, you know that that gift is a person's care for you and a person's desire to make something good in your life. But clutter is not good for me, you know. So it's like, okay, You know how I would like it to go is just be present, bring something, bring a potluck, bring a, bring a special food that you want to share, you know, and let's visit and talk and eat all that good stuff up, you know, or let's have a wonderful tea, bring, bring a beautiful blend of tea that you've discovered and let's all share that wonderful cup of tea or while people are drinking their champagne or their stuff, let, you know, I would enjoy the tea. So I have kind of made that announcement to people to say, it's like, okay, I can't help if they're going to be offended, but I want to be honest and out front. So just, I've explained that to a lot of friends. It made a difference this year. It truly has. And with me, I found this wonderful uh, adult coloring book, you know, I mean, every one of you, how long has it been since you actually colored something beautiful in a coloring book? Remember that 1,000 beautiful things? Why can't that be something beautiful that you colored? I don't know how you are, but I love to color. I like to paint. I like to do those things. So I found these wonderful adult coloring books that had like mandalas and geometric kind of things in it. But it also had things of nature, you know, like the flowers and things. And it had the colors already attached to the book. And I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, you know, uh, You know, it's it's not many dollars. But I looked at that and realized, I would love that. I'm going to get one for myself. And so I thought of all these wonderful people that I know that have the same childlike qualities and playfulness. So I just bought a bunch of them books. And when I shared and gave those books, I looked at the faces of those who got them. And it brought back a beautiful piece of the inner child that they are. And I just, I am so appreciative to the intelligence of what my genius is that thought of that. And it was like, that that was just a ridiculous gift that turned on a, a beautiful button inside some wonderful people that I know. And then others, you know, it was just a matter of not trying to get them what they need. You know, if you need underwear and you need socks and you need all that stuff, what's wrong with you? Why isn't it part of your budget? You go buy that. You know, an occasional shirt, you know, like this year... I realized that my middle son has some outstanding taste. He loves fast cars and all that other stuff. And I realized that normally when we get him anything, it's, you know, because he's a bachelor again, it's like, okay, usually it's something practical for the house, you know, something, a, a cooker or whatever, whatever, you know. And it's like, if he needs that and he's starting up his house, you know, you either do it as a housewarming gift or you you just know he needs it and you take it over to him or he should go buy it himself, right? So I just decided, okay, I'm gonna get him something outrageous and ridiculous. And I did. I found this outrageous shirt, okay, with a decal on it that I realized was just gonna it just blows everything out, you know? And I got him that. And uh, my husband kept saying, But aren't we gonna get him something else? It's like, No, that's everything. I'm gonna I'm gonna have this wonderful deal. we're going to have this wonderful dinner we're going to have a lot of fun and you know i want my karaoke machine because we're going to sing i don't care how awful we sound we're going to sing and you know we're going to we're going to play cards and we're going to do all these things that i like only because i i just don't want to do the the gift thing here and make sure that i didn't shortchange somebody if they spent fifty dollars on me i made sure i spent 51 dollars on them or whatever and it just was so wonderful and when he opened it he was so unprepared and it was so different from what we usually do it's like for a while and he just hung there with it and then he just said oh my god this is extraordinary where did you find this mom you know and it's like it just kind of showed up and it was only one out of uh, out of this place that i'm looking there was only one of them shirts. I believe in my mind and heart that I created. I called upon that. I wanted something, something like that, something that impactful. And he's just—he was just totally, totally excited about that. It's in these spirits of these holidays. You must, you must express the you. And, and and if the gifting can't do that, and it's all about fulfilling other people's economy levels and their, you know, their ongoing desperate needs. It you kind of have lost it right and so the sharing of the inner child that you are and whatever that would be one friend of mine does this wonderful thing she i don't know i don't know all of the details of how she accomplished it but she goes out and she gathers little twigs of beautiful little wildflowers and maybe the first leaf the little tiny leaf that comes out and stuff and then she puts it on this beautiful she has she cuts all of these papers, this white kind of real silky, glossy finished paper. And then she takes these little pieces of nature and she puts them under uh, some kind of like wax paper. I don't think it's wax paper because I used to do that as a little girl, but it's, it's, it's better than that. It makes it very quality. And it's just, it's a giving of something that is real and alive. You know, she gathers the stuff before the fall takes it. And it's just beautiful. And whenever she gives me a box of those, you know, I'm not going to sit there and, and think about what did this cost or, you know, whatever. I'm just so happy to have that little note piece that I can now give people something of a living story. And so it's, that's what this is about, the season's about. This is about you seeing your 1,000 beautiful things, you being a part of that. Keep your child, your inner child alive. Be playful. Be ridiculous, you know. Let it, if however another person may see it, let it be a part of you that just forever remains happy, and outrageous. And then let people do as they have to do. You know, whatever their particular needs of that are. Okay, that's how it's going to go for them. And you don't have to stop it being whoever you are because of what they can't understand or whatever they don't. And I and I believe me, listen to all of you who. Do still hold those particular traditions of gift exchange and making sure you're monetarily correct. If that's what makes you feel the holidays, hey, go for it. I'm just saying there are some other considerations we can make and that actually bring as much joy and playfulness to the occasion as possible. My whole focus is why can't we just feast? Let's put together a wonderful feast and a taste sensation and make sure that there's singing and dancing and that there's something some kind of playfulness in it, a game of some sort, and so forth. And that's the that's the gift of my season, my Christmas Eve and my Christmas. I got to spend just real intimate family time with my children, with my husband, you know, uh, with with my extended adopted family, you know. And that was that's so so beautifully rewarding to me. And obviously seeing how my children liked that they had my whole attention. Because usually it's a very big event and there's so many people there. And, of course, I'm buzzing around doing my hosting thing. This was just very easy to sit with my children and give them my full attention. And every one of them mentioned that. Mom, it was so good just to have face-to-face, heart-to-heart with you. And I realized how many things go through my life to where I'm so... You know, taking care of the greater number that these beautiful, beautiful gifts that have come into my life through birth, you know, they're precious to me. And this this was a, a season and a holiday to where I was able to be right there with them. No diversion, no having to run and take care of someone else's needs, just just able to cuddle them with all of my affection and love. And it was wonderful. So, I hope that some of you are spending time, some one on one time with those people who make up the greatest part of who you are. And that was wonderful for me. So, there's some other things that we'll want to consider as we're moving along, okay? And that would be to find out where where we are as far as what we're looking to put into that new common cycle that we have. And, you know, maybe for you, as you do your end of the year review, You'll want to see what are some of the things you could pick up and do a little bit better. And, you know, when you look at what makes up the important things in people's lives, it's how they use their time. It's relationships. They could be romance or just regular loved ones relationship, parents to children, children to parents, so forth and on. So relationships, okay? Time relationships. And obviously that involves love, Okay. And then the other involves money. So those three particular are primaries in almost everybody's life. And so now would be a wonderful time for you to look at actually what kind of programs are coming up and what kind of seminars are coming up so that you can make some choices now on how you're going to add new things. You know, one of the things that quantum science has given us is actually the chemistry change within our bodies when we put new information in. And at that moment of that new information's arrival, we have the ability to change our neurons and actually integrate that into our lives and become the person that we really want to be. You know, one of the things that everybody's saying, and I, and, and I would wish to see far more success, is that in order to be who you want to be, you're going to have to change who you are you have to do a makeover, not just a cosmetic makeover. You're going to have to do a personality and a character makeover. And to get to that takes a whole lot of focus and courage and strength to actually rebirth yourself. Right now, you know, 35 and under, you have become exactly what your environment has taught you to be. And if you're over 35, you're hardwired, and your chances of changing, that's going to involve a tremendous amount of work and i do suggest for those of you over 35 that are involved in actual personal change yes meditation is going to be a tremendous assistance with that actually meditating and put more meditative hours mindful time into your day is absolute you can't shortchange that you won't get the changes you're looking for but also the wonderful assistance that you can have with hypnotic induction you know actually working with a wonderful hypnotist and our producer Jules gives a great great service with that the what time I have in the groups that I do that with there's always immediate change and that's getting inside and bypassing the active resistance of the brain and taking it into an area where the chemistry as well as the processes of the bodies are all inclusive in you helping determine those changes and making them but even with that there is an ongoing Connection that needs to be continued. And that's one of the things, you know, once you've done, had a hypnotic se- session, you'd want to have maybe a tape or something that you're working with that actually helps you do a daily practice with that. It's the repetitions. And that's usually what knocks people out of the game is it's definite that you need the repetitions in order to change the neurons. Okay, the neurons of the brain are hardwired, and they're pathways, okay, and they have this network that's going on that you have taught it, and it induces all of the chemistry that then has you going with all of the emotions and the dramas that you're in. If those are going to be changed, it's going to take repetitions, okay, and so you have to make time for that, you know, to think it's just going to do it of itself because it's a good thing. Well, that's a wonderful thought, but it doesn't go that way. There has to be the physiology and anatomy of it, the chemistry of it. And that's that you begin to think and that's where you can do all of the meditation and all of those particular works with the mind and the brain. Okay, Mind and brain are different to me. Brain is that uh, organic thing that sits up there in your head that has all kinds of wonderful capacities. Mind is the intelligence of which governs looks and thinks and works with that. And then the and in part of that you have to do the doing of that is actually living the end result now what did i just say living the end result okay what is the end result what do you want it to be what is the ultimate goal of why you want to be or do or change who is it that you really want to be what are the what are the realities you really want to be living Whatever it might be in relationship, economics or whatever, what, what is that? And if you're not clear or you're saying, Yeah, but you know, I know I can't have that, what happened? What happened? You just told your brain that you're never gonna let that happen. So it's a matter then of looking into your languaging and finding out what it is you're saying, because you're gonna live that. Whoever and whatever you are, and whatever the conditions are. You're not the victim of them. You're the orchestrator of them. You are orchestrating the victimization. No one else can. And at this point, this is the wonderful time of the year to where there is the the influence, the aspirations, and the inspiration of where you can take all those aspirations. You know, there's all kinds of wonderful things. So when, when you know, I a lot of people say to me, how come you you know, constantly promote going to events and seeing, and a lot of of very wonderful, powerful students I have says, you just blow my mind. You constantly are referring me to other people. And it's like, yes, and they'll say, but, you know, like, nobody else does that. They kind of feel like they own you, and they don't want you going to other people. And I just look at that, and it's like, I could only have compassion for that. Because it, it is the network of who you are and who I am and all the things that are out there that, you, you know, if your intention is to do your particular best to help a person achieve that life's dream, how egotistical and selfish is that to think you're the one, the only one that can do that? Listen, don't they remind you of something else, being the only one? Okay, what happens to the rest of us if they're only one? You know what I mean? So, you have to then look at this and realize that it is I don't just refer people. I I I have encountered wonderful people. You know, I've gone to programs and I love every time somebody comes up and somebody else says, "You know, so and so, you know, had this program and man, it was so powerful and everything else." My curiosity's up and I'm going to if I can find the time, I'm going to Make sure that I attend, or that I'll get, you know, the the CD program or something, so I listen as I'm driving or whatever. And it's like, no one ever. I do find this, and everybody's saying the same thing. Okay, we're all saying the same thing. It's just a matter of, you know, whatever the particular spice I can add to it will will definitely help someone impact it from the frequency they share with me, but though whatever i'm adding to it might not work for somebody else you know and it's okay that they get it they get it you know however they get it i don't care i just want them to have it and then when they have it you know then then there's a greater volume to our consciousness to where it benefits us all there's no one going to do that it's going to take all of us it's going to take you doing your part in that as well so as you learn and you begin to share your teaching and that's what it's all about is, you know, that that network of communications makes it work for all of us. There are wonderful people out there that are training and are teaching and stuff that just bring a whole lot of wonderful reality. They study the sciences and they'll bring the, the whole knowledge of that science to you. Babies, that's no different to me than, uh, you know, saying to you, if you want that degree, you're going to have to go to the university. You know, that university over there gives that particular class or whatever so for me when I recommend people it's because I know the outcome of what they've done has helped many and and definitely it's not they don't need my approval it's just that I like to give that recommendation and it's it's just a learning process for you you know it's not going out and finding gurus and people you're going to worship and give your whole life to or become the victim of. No, it's nothing like that. It's about you being, collecting all the wonderful things that's going to particularly resonate to your uniqueness and the the very difference of what that fingerprint says is real for each of us. So there's just many that are giving that. So right now's the time for you to review your year and then look at what, what, what has not fulfilled what you wanted it to be. And if you're, you know, right now, because of all of the horrendous impact of just all of the change that we're in, it might not be the easiest time for you to to actually invoke the subtleness of whatever meditation needs in that. So I, I suggest hypnosis. I really do. And guided visualizations can be extremely helpful to help you bring up your creativity, especially if you're in a a very suppressed and stressed kind of situation throughout your day. You know, visualization is just that wonderful cup of hot tea and that warm robe and that comfortable chair. You know, that's that. it's all those things for the beautiful mind. And it helps bring up all these wonderful things and, you know, charge all these wonderful things in your body altar. And then, you know, then it's easier for you to get to some of this other desirable stuff, okay? So basically you making time for that right now. And just look at the review. What do you want to be stronger the coming season? You know, what is it that you want to have changed? And are you willing to do what it takes to change? You know, the decision's always yours. There's no one that can force that. And there's no one that has exactly what that's going to take. It has come from you. That has to be where you're entering into your responsibility for your life. Okay? And be bold and have courage. And at this point right now is the time to review that. what's what What measured short? And I know that what we're teaching and what I know that I teach as far as what I call mind, body, and spirit or the quantum awakening of mind, body, and spirit, you know, it has to be an active process for you. The wisdom and the intelligence and the science lets us know what we've been denied as far as what religion has given us and what school has given us. Now it's there. It's up to you to reach out and take it. If you're not, then you've determined you're comfortable with being a victim. And so if that's your choice, and I do know people who've chose to be victims, and I'm at peace with it because that's where they're at peace. But if there's something you're still reaching for and something that doesn't allow you to rest, then get on board. It's time you become who that is. And then that's going to take repetitions until those neurons change that pathway. And it's going to take you becoming a person who is totally different than who you are right now. And this could be the year that you do that. Okay, so yes, I promote all kinds of activities. I promote you getting your CDs and, you know, reading your books and attending as many programs as you can afford. You should have some kind of set-aside system, a percentage of every dollar that you earn and have, and putting it aside so that you can attend events. You know, doing teaching cruises to do, you know, not just to go on a cruise to see how much you can drink and eat, okay, but to actually have parks in your cruises so that you're actually cultivating the mind workshops workshops are such a treat you know when you go to a workshop you just don't go there to hear what the person in front of the room is teaching you realize it's a gathering an enormous gathering of all kinds of wonderful opportunities and people you know i find and and i i catch this sometimes at programs that i actually intensive I should call them that I do intensives where I will limit the amount of people so that I can make sure that I'm having a lot of very personal touch contact with them. So I like to work with groups of 20 or 40 at most, okay? And when you're there and they come like you'll they'll come with a best friend or they come with their spouse and partner and so forth, the immediate thing that I do in the registration is separate them. Okay, when you come to Come with someone you you your tendency is to click with them, and they they become the greater focus of what you share what you do in the the offering of whatever this event is, and it's like they're there all the time. This is the time when you look around the room and if you're one participant in a group of forty there's thirty nine people here for you to meet. You don't have time to hang out with this one, you know, so it's time for you to go around. I love it when programs allow you know what we call the mixers and uh, up front like the first whole thing with people coming in is get them name tags on with a location that you're from and a description underneath of what your major interests are so that when you walk up that's one of the first things and 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 i still don't know that i understand that i i don't have that situation i could just talk to anybody and, and and i you know i'm gonna get those answers anyway but you know people are hesitant to walk up to somebody and and say you know so why did you come you know what do you expect to get out of this what attracted you about this program you know and that's the that's the actual things i feed people and sometimes when i know that i'm with a what i call a withholding group uh, a a consciousness and like when people start registering the consciousness forms for me and if i realize this is going to be a collective of consciousness That are going to be very introverted. Okay, one of the sheets that's sent to them on registration is when you arrive, here's a sheet, and, you know, I want you to fill it out regarding your interview with 15 people who are attending this program. I actually have to put a clause in those programs that says you will not, there's no, you know, there's no getting back your deposit. So that once they've registered and I send them this terrifying letter, they can't get their money back. So they'll come anyway. And some of them will tell me when they arrive, when we register them, you know, that they they lost that sheet of paper. So what we have learned to do is we email it. We we snail mail it. We email it. We text it. You know, Uh and, and just 24 hours before they come, they get a reminder to bring that paper. And if they say they don't have that paper, okay, we tell them that's no problem. There will be ample supplies of them at the door as you come in. So there's no way they can get away from it. And then the, the whole thing is not an intrusive questionnaire, you know, but to ask like the question, you know, what attracted you about this program? What What is it that you hope to take away when, you know, to go Home with when you get finished with this program, and then you know to to ask a little bit of background, what are your studies what what is your favorite book you know do you you know out of the choice of five you know can you give me the top five you know and so so forth and on so it has like maybe at most about ten questions that are icebreakers, you know what I mean, and it helps it helps to know where they're from. You know, are they married or single? How many children do they have? You know, we don't deal with ages. We we you know people are really hesitant. I, it amazes me. You know, I'm I probably am not comfortable for a lot of people. I tell people you know I'm constantly letting people know I'm 75. I'm 71. In fact, my husband reminds me you're, you know, you usually tell people you're older than you are. Why? And it's say like, well that's how old I am. And he goes you're you're a year younger than that. It's like no I'm living in that year, so I'm there. So, oh, my husband tries to not let anybody know his age. I, well, you know, you look at me. What do you think I'm gonna? You, I'm gonna pass for thirty. You know, I look seventy. At least to me, I look seventy. And I want you to know, I've already had wonderful seventy years to draw all this wisdom from. So I'm, I'm gonna boast of my age. Okay, but people don't. So we, we try not to put them on the spot with how old are you? You know. But then you know what's your favorite sport? What's your you know? Do you have a hobby? Blah blah blah. Some of that stuff and those those are icebreakers. And then you know people people. Then you should see the change in the room. So from the introverts that were coming in the door, we have now seasoned everybody into being extroverts. Because by the time you get through talking to fifteen people, you know, and we give them ample time to do the interviews. You, you know, you have five minutes, six minutes. Sometimes if if we have really, if we were having a good three-day class or four-day class, we give them at least an hour to get all these people in. And by the time, then you see people chumming with each other because every day it's important to keep your name tag on so that as people look at you, they can address you by your name, you know. Those are all important things. And it makes us feel a part of. And so when you go to group events and you go to all these events, you go there to get involved in the collective consciousness you know, you now have a larger reach. You actually have expanded your circle of people. You know, you, you've actually not only had the injection of the new information, you have people to share it with. You collect people's names. You know, you, you now you've broadened your circle. Maybe if you don't take those 15 people with you, you at least take one or two out of that that stood out to you. Whatever it is, you're still in groups and programs. You're expanding your reach. You want to attend groups activity. You want to attend seminars. But not go there to be this little introvert. You want to reach out, let them in. It's us becoming inclusive that will eventually bring our world to that peaceful existence that we talk about. Meeting All these different. And the other thing that I've done many times is when I've come into an area and I realize I'm already going to be faced with some people's particular persuasion towards biases. Prejudice is a little bit too hardcore for me, but biases. So when they enter, the people who are registering them already know from the list of pre registrants we have More than likely, because on the pre-registration, there's been some things we've had to fill in. So we realize that we're going to take people and mix them with other people from other particular walks and interests of life, religion, politics, or whatever, purposely. And we realize that to some degree, it's going to be very uneasy and almost controversial, but then that's the goal, to stir that up and to show a way to handle how you feel about differences. So, you know, this year right now is a time for you to look at that. Take that into consideration, please. And then sign up for some stuff, you know, between January to maybe March. It's still pretty, at least in the central part of America and North America. It's going to still be a time of inside activities most of the way. And so this is a time then to go out and get involved in those things. See how many wonderful new acquaintances and how many people, extended family, you've added to your circle of life and how far now reaching is your reach into their lives and into a whole new being of who you're becoming. So those are things that I'm suggesting that you do and get in touch with so that we actually have a greater New Year's. And of course, I'll be talking to you after the New Year's, so I'm looking forward to that. But right now is the time for you to say what that next cycle is going to be. Remember that life is a cycle and the cycle is a circle. And beloveds, in the circle. We all return to where we began. So where you will be when it is concluded is the place you started from and that is within creator's force. So make sure in this life you're seeing the gift and the gift is a day, one at a time. And each one is an occasion of the greatest importance. Make it an event. Make sure that you touch people with the enthusiasm of that. And as we go along, uh, because of the many requests and things that people give me, we're going to make sure that we begin to, uh, you know, provide little teaching things. I've done that a few times on the program, and I get a lot of response to that. So I'll be doing that. But most of it is just to chatter with you along the lines of what's been happening and where we're going and sharing what there is of my life with your life. You are important to me. You are important to me. Every one of you are part of me. So know this as you move along that as I do the four prayer times of my day that the traditional manner of how I live. I include you. And sometimes when I am in my deep state of mindfulness, there will be some of you that wander through my mind that are needing assistance or you're actually reaching out and you want to be touched. And maybe you need a little healing or reassuring. And when that happens, I take time with you. And it isn't about how many the numbers are. You know, that number is nothing other than a moment and a breath that we share together. So you walk with that into your New Year's and celebrate it with enthusiasm and all kinds of gusto. Sing and dance beloveds, Hug. Hug those around you. Get out to nature and be a part of the Great Mother. Reach down and take the soil and run it through your fingers. In those moments, hold that soil in your hand. just think about it. Your body, 70% water. The planet is 70% water. Your body contains the same amount of salt content as the great oceans. The likeness of what we are to her is because this body is the altar that she has provided for us to have this human experience. In all of that, enjoy that and celebrate that. And I will catch you again on our next show. And meanwhile, this is Windows in Your Mind, and this is Parish Your Host, All Good Things. Well, okay, it's that time of being complete again and going forward to assimilate and use what we've shared and learned. It's with love of humanity that I serve, and it's always good when you're with me. I value in your time, so I say to you, Olama Aliyah, we are family. Walk in beauty upon the great Mother Earth and be the blessing that you are. I send you my hugs and kisses on the breeze and in the sun, beloveds. I am always with you. Have a wonder-filled week, and celebrate all good things. For those of you who want to keep in touch through Facebook, remember that it's www.facebook.com dot facebook dot com c o m slash forward, and it's v e n period, P-A, period, R-I-S, period, H-A. And make sure that you share what you want to say and share your stuff. And I look so forward to that. So until then, know we are blessed. See you soon.
0: Thank you for listening to Grandmother Parisha on your journey to the windows in your mind. For further information or to contact Grandmother, please visit parishes worldcom parishas worldcom